It's time for the Big Nasty Show right here on 1450 The Sports Buzz and 1450thesportsbuzz.com. Oh, welcome back. Welcome back into the Big Nasty Show. I feel like I've been away forever. And, I, and that's a bad thing because I don't get to look on the other side of the glass and see the delicious, the presumptuous, <laughs> and always smooth on the sports tip, Trevor Bacon Kelsey. What's happening, buddy? Oh, going good. I almost uh, bought a new suit this weekend uh, for reasons, unfortunately, beyond my control, but nonetheless bought a brand new suit. And as much as I spent it on it, I joking joked with Yates t- yesterday that I'd wear it every day this week. And I'm mad at myself I'm, for oversleeping a little bit this morning. I should have oh, worn it. So you're telling me I got slighted because of your negligence in the oversleeping department? That is correct. Oh, oh, my will, I'll, I'll try to wear it next week for you, though. It's smooth. I, Please, don't tease me. It's the I'm definition of pimping ain't easy when you see me in this suit, I'll tell you right <laughs> Thanks now. for joining in the program. If you haven't heard this voice for a while, it's because I've been gallivanting. I was down south. I tell you what, I had an unbelievable experience in the south, Mr. Kelsey. I, I was able to go to four different uh, spring camps for the, the major leaguers, and I was running around the field with them like I was supposed to be there, you know. That's how I do it. You know, there's no reason to uh, do take ground balls. Uh, I, was, I was doing a little. I was doing a little. Remember the old. Uh, remember the little tip drill. Remember the tip drill in the outfield, the little bunt drill. Oh yeah. You know. So I was out there, but uh, I, was, I could you, see you like the, the catcher and um, I was the catcher. No, I could see you being like the catcher though in Bad News Bears, Engelberg. <laughs> like here yeah. comes oh. Engelberg. You're supposed to go get the bunt. Why didn't you tell me, Coach? Oh, I'm telling you what. I, I, no, actually, I was a very good catcher in the uh, little league ranks, uh, but I was also very cocky. Most of the time, there was a, a fight ensuing at the end of the, the game because I was talking smack throughout the game. So, but anyway, in lieu of my absence, we I've missed a lot. There's a lot. To, I want to get everybody up to speed. This 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 is probably uh, in close conjunction with football starting and baseball ending that time of the year in the fall. Uh, this is probably, wouldn't you say, the the most glamorous of all times for sporting fans and enthusiasts right now. In this area, no doubt. No doubt. It was, and, I and, mean, in places like, you know, where football is more considered God than basketball. Which would be up north for the most or, part. Or in Alabama and some of the southern area maybe, or even some parts of the Midwest. Texas, it's not as, it's not as much, but yeah, in this area more so than that. So that being said, I, I can't express how excited I am because uh, I'm from up north, but I'm an implant. Am I an implant? I'm an import. What am I? I'm not sure what I am. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say moron, but then <laughs> well, we, that's all right. Following the same word, I, I, no, one has that, no one has that question. Uh, but uh, we're gonna, we got a lot to talk about today. We're gonna have uh, in the second uh, segment. We're gonna have Robert Nolhoff is gonna join us on the program. He is a uh, if you uh, if you know anything about horses and horse racing, you know this guy. He is uh, an authority on horse flesh. He uh, he's also a Mets fan, which we're gonna we're gonna bust him for that one. But uh, on horse flesh, horse horse flesh is what I said. This sounds dirty. It sounds it, like well, inter- it can be species erotica right there. It can be depends on what you're into. Yeah. I mean, there are people that are into that sort of thing. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, there's a lot Not of strange. Pe- wrong with that. There's just a lot of strange people in the world. So we're gonna talk about that. We got a couple uh, moments with God. We've got uh, some riding dirty in this section. We haven't touched that base for a while, but lots of big horse races for the Kentucky Derby Prep. We're going to talk about uh, that with Robert Nohoff. He's also going to break down baseball with us. We're going to talk today about the American League Central and the National League Central, which I was able to cover the National League, National League Central pretty closely while I was down in uh, Florida this week with the Pittsburgh Pirates. I uh, got up close and personal with those guys, uh, but not too personal, if you were wondering. 
So, <laughs> how personal did you get? Did you, did you get well, any like secrets from that you want? Uh, to tell I got us? some serious secrets. I got some stuff. Is the but, pirates people in Pittsburgh how they give a, two bleeps about them? But I, well, actually, they they have a huge fan base. They have a huge fan base now because they made the pl- they made the playoffs last year. That'll last a so, month. No, actually, the Bucks. And you'll see when we do our little breakdown here. I am predicting the Bucks to do things this year. So Suck we'll get up. to that in the second segment. So I also want to talk about. Um, uh, Teddy had the pro day today at Louisville. This was the biggest turnout ever in Louisville history for any pro day or pro event. Um, there's a lot of talk about this pro event that Teddy did, and uh, I wanted to see if uh, – I'm sure you guys talked about it earlier today uh, to great lengths. Um, what's your thoughts on this? Is, it, is this a uh, – does this knock him out of the discussion for the first round? Or Oh, no, no, it, no. Is you're, that big of a faux pas, a little duck ball that he was throwing around there? No, it's not that bad. I haven't really had him, fortunately, to be honest with you, but I've been so Check this out. blinded by the tournament talk oh, that's that's the duck balls that Teddy Bridgewater was throwing. I've told you before. I told you before, and I'll say it again. He's not going to make that good of a pro football quarterback. I disagree. And, I know you do. And and I, having I think a sloppy pro day today is not going to I, knock him out of the first mean, round. That's all, all he's got to do is make throws to some. He was throwing. He was throwing to hot mustard or whatever they call uh, Damian Copeland. What do they call him? Hot mustard. What's his name? What's Honey his name? mustard. Honey mustard. I've called him hot mustard on this program. But uh, he's throwing to someone he's he's used to. He's throwing it in a setting that he's used to. Uh, it can't be more pressure than like one of some of those games he was in throughout this, the course of his career. And and he basically dropped the ball, no pun intended. He he really he missed some he missed some throws that I think you could make. I'm I, not gonna lie. I never thought you would amaze me with the amount of uh, inaccuracy in your d- debate. Any more so than you did with the Peyton Manning subject. You <laughs> oh, have successfully don't get me, topped yourself don't with get, this. Don't get don't get me started on Peyton and Manning. Now don't get me wrong. This isn't me being a, a U of L homer in the defense of, of okay. Your, so uh, all right, so argument, but it is so Teddy's a first rounder. He's a first rounder. Now, did this affect him possibly going out of the top pick? Maybe he's not going to the top pick. Maybe it, it, it's definitely argumentative. I don't think he's going to fall any more than eleven or twelve. Though my, my insiders, that would be the longest. My insiders go. told me that O'Brien, your insiders, my insiders. I was I was just talking on the phone before I got over here. Yeah, they told How's me. How's your mom? <laughs> wow. See, now you've gone too far. <laughs> now you've gone too far. So, oh, and on that note, uh, to get serious for just a brief moment before we move on further, I do want to uh, give you my condolences and all that for what well, you went you. through this weekend. It was a difficult time in the Kelsey household. I was I was watching from afar and uh, you know I'm not big on the social media uh, remorsing. Yeah. So just so you know, that's uh, from me to you, buddy. That's that's inside. So well, we're going to talk about these brackets because uh, we got a guest in the second segment. We're going to get to these brackets right off the bat. You guys have been talking about these brackets all day long, so we're not going to we're not going to go crazy with this because. Quite frankly, I'm tired of hearing everybody talk about it. Not just you here in the 1450 and the WXVW, which is the best point and the best angle that I'd want to get if I'm listening to to anything. But uh, they've been on it all day on the all the all the uh, social medias, all the inter, you know ESPN and so forth. So what I want to do with you, buddy, I want to run through this and we're going to do it real quick. You're going to pick the winner of the game. We're going to go to the brackets. We're going to pick the winner of the game. Uh, we'll start with the South for you, Trevor, so if you're not up. And anybody can chime in on the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln buzz line anytime at 502-384-1450. You can call in and tell us what you think if we're uh, completely full of it on any of these particular picks. We're going to start in the South. Like I said, we'll just pick the winner, and we'll go down through it. And then I want you to give me the person who's going to represent the Final Four from the South. So we'll start with the South. We'll start with the very first game. Obviously, Florida play has uh, the uh, the winner of the play-in game, which is tonight or tomorrow. Uh, and uh, so in this game, Treader, 
Now, let me get a drum roll on this one. Let me get a big drum roll Give here. Me a drum roll for one versus sixteen. <laughs> okay, so we don't have to. We don't have to and touch w- this. When one. the six teams are playing between them, what two teams <laughs> that are combined three games over five hundred? <laughs> exactly. Okay. Uh, so uh, some of the other playing games are actually a little more interesting. We'll talk about that in just a second. So um, Florida advances. We're both unanimous on this one. Colorado Pittsburgh. This is the eight nine game. This is an interesting game. Who wins this one? Uh, I, I'm big on Colorado before injury to Spencer Dinwiddie. I'm going to go Pittsburgh in a very close game. I couldn't agree with you more. A huge point with the injury. It's a, uh, you can't overcome that injury for Colorado. It's not going to happen. I, I think Pittsburgh as well in this one. So VCU and Austin. Uh, Stephen F. Austin's been kind of a trendy pick. I've been hearing people talking about this. Being it has, upset. And, and I, I like. I haven't really watched him. I've done some homework on him over the last twenty four hours. But I'm still gonna. I'm gonna go with VCU. I think it's too trendy of a pick for why. Shaka, yeah, <laughs> Shaka. Don't make Shaka mad. Shaka don't, mad. He'll do one of those slides where he like runs and slipping slides on the floor. But I'm going VCU with the uh, with the five over the twelve. In this I'm game. going with VCU as well. Uh, even though the hype is on. Uh, Austin in this particular yeah, game, so I'm going with uh, Shaka and the bald head. That's I mean that's too much sexy to, to pass up. Yes, very much. So. Anyway, so UCLA and Tulsa. This is actually an interesting game. This is an interesting game, but I'm taking the Bruins in this one. Uh, this Any argument? I, this no, actually I am. This is where I'm going to go a little bit upset. I, I'm I going to go it. with the Fighting Mannings in Tulsa. Tulsa. I think love he's it. done a great job with Tulsa. They don't have a great superstar. Underrated they've, coach. They've got uh, James Woodard's uh, their star guard. It's a sophomore, but. After him, they really spread the ball around. A lot of seven, eight, nine guys averaging points a game. Not a lot of size, unfortunately. And I don't know how they'll deal with Kyle Anderson and his athletic ability. But I'm gonna, I'm, I'm picking an upset with Tulsa at 13 on this. I game. like it. Um, we move on. Ohio State and Dayton. Any chance Dayton can pull a slight upset in this one? This game, I think Dayton can, and as bad as Ohio State's played over the last two months, but I'm going to say the Buckeyes. Uh, yeah, I heard you guys talking on Inside the Press Box before on my way, on my way over yeah, they've here. been bad over You were talking last... about Ohio State and Syracuse being the two that have been taking the take, hitting the tank. Well, let's just say this. Ohio State started 15-0, and 0, and now they're 20, what, 26-9. and 9. So they've gone 10-9 and 9, roughly. Or twenty five and nine, so they've gone ten and nine in the last nineteen games. Agreed, but enough bad. to get this done. Yeah, enough to get this done. So Ohio State moves on. Uh, then, of course, this one's close home, close to home to me. I actually think Syracuse has got a tough game on their hands with Western Michigan. I really do believe they've got a tough game, but I believe they pull it out. I believe uh, the two three defense defense gets them through. Uh, and as bad as they're playing, and Western Michigan is talented. They've got some good ball players. Uh, the coach T Hawkins, I like their coach. They've got nice size with a six eleven. Shane Winningham, who's averaging almost a double-double at 16 points and rebounds. And they've got some outside perimeter in their guards and David Brown, both seniors as well. I, I want to pick it because it seems like it's a, a trendy pick also to do with the way Syracuse is fading. I think Syracuse wins this by the skin of their teeth, though. Well, the thing about Syracuse Very is close it, game here. it's not that Syracuse is playing bad basketball. Syracuse is actually playing pretty good basketball. I've watched every one of these heartbreaking games that during this stretch that they've been on because you know I'm an Orange fan. They're not actually playing bad basketball. The problem with Syracuse is they can't. They're not playing good. They got no offense. No, no, they're 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 getting looks. They're getting looks. They're just not hitting shots, and they've just gone cold, cold, cold. Their defense is still strong. Defense has been strong every game. The teams that beat them aren't beating them by much, and there's low scoring games. They're all low scoring games. I think it's more of a product of Tyler Ennis getting a little bit of a sophomore slump or halfway through his freshman year, which happens a lot. Well, yeah, and uh, Cooney is is not shooting well at all. Shoot, he's he's uh, he's as cold as they get. CJ Fair's been having trouble. I still think they have enough to get past Western Michigan. Uh, Stanford takes on New Mexico. This is an interesting game. I'm taking Stanford, the Stanford Cardinal, in this one. Uh, I like Johnny Dawkins and what Stanford's done, but I'm going to go with New Mexico in this one. Any chance Eastern Kentucky can beat Kansas? <laughs> <laughs> 
No. Who is cutting down the nets to go to the Final Four out of the South? Trevor Kelsey. Uh, out of the South, just to skip ahead. I'm, just, gonna, I'm going to South right off the bat. Okay, Florida. Florida comes out. I think it's. I think Florida has a as almost a clear path into the Elite Eight, and I think they meet probably Kansas in the Elite Eight. I think it's gonna be a tough game. Even though, even though it was a tough game against UK, and UK got their hopes up with that game, I think Florida is the best team in the country, yeah. uh, and I think they're going to be uh, chopping down the nets to go to represent the South. You want to move? Where do you want to go? You want to go west or you want to go down? Hey, you're the compass. Okay, man. let's go. We're going compass. We're going right across the board to the west, uh, and we're going to do the same thing. We're going to run down through these. We'll get the top half of the bracket, then we'll get Robert on to talk a little baseball and horse racing in the second segment. We'll come back, you and I, and we'll touch the bottom of the bracket. So, starting with the west, uh, the number one seed Arizona has a tough game against Weber State, or is it Weber State? That, Weber State. Weber State. Any chance? Uh, no, not okay. unless Damian Lillard decide to come back for a six-year eligibility. Free square for the one sixteen. Arizona moves on. Gonzaga, Oklahoma State. This is a game that's been getting a lot of discussion. Uh, Gonzaga's having a down year for Gonzaga, considering you know yeah. if they, they use this type of year in years past, they wouldn't have even made the tournament. Uh, I think, I think Gonzaga has developed a name for themselves, so they get a little bit of that fringe benefit factor, if you know what I mean by that. Uh, this is eight nines are always intriguing because they're so close to each other in terms of talent. But I like Gonzaga in this game. I'm not a fan of Travis Ford in the postseason, and I'm not a fan of Marcus Smart in Oklahoma State. I know they made a late little run at the end to save their season, but it was a season that should have been lost long ago and was just marred by more than more more than one controversy you, off the court. You like Gonzaga in this? I one. like Gonzaga in this one. I'm going against you on this one. I I'm think Oklahoma Zag. State has got something to prove this year. A lot of a lot of. Side stuff going on in that in that uh, they have team. Nobody that can match Carno Whiskey and, and the big guy. And in the, the big middle. guy. Well, yeah. you might be right about that, but I'll take Oklahoma State just just for fun and just to, just to disagree with you. Okay, okay, because we we'll keep it real like that. So, Oklahoma State, North Dakota State, or pardon me, Oklahoma, North Dakota State. Uh, I don't know much about North Dakota State, but I don't like Oklahoma. But I, just because off the off the off the eye test, though, I'm just going to go Oklahoma. By seating, but I, I love do, this 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 expression. I got to do eye more test. homework off of North Coast State. I haven't done enough. I'm I, not gonna lie. I love this eye test expression that you're hearing all over the place nowadays, which is kapui. We'll talk about that when we talk about the bottom part of this particular bracket because we got we got some more to talk about. Some people are upset in the area. Some of people, are, some people are a little upset. Everybody's upset. But here, I'm here to tell you right now, this number four seed is actually a blessing in disguise for you, U of L faithful. I'm telling you right now, this four seed will motivate Patino, will motivate those players to play better than they would have played prior to that. They're on a good run. They're on a good run. They may have tiptoed up to a two seed, but I still think uh, this is going to motivate them in the big dance. But we'll talk about that when we get to that bracket. So moving on, uh, we'll go to Baylor and Nebraska. This is an intriguing game. A lot of people were talking about Baylor maybe making a run. Uh, they do, and I don't mind Baylor. I think they've always got the talent. It's it's hard to avoid that, but I like Nebraska. I'm a Tim Miles guy. I think he, he's impressed oh, he's me a over Tim this. Miles guy. I love it. He's impressed love me it. this season. I love Terrence Petaway. I think he's as good a swing a swing scorer as you're going to find in, in in college basketball. I like Nebraska to win this game. I think there's a better team than Baylor is that has better individuals. Uh, I'm gonna pl- I'm gonna go against you on this one as well. I think Baylor is coming in. They got a hot hand. I think they're going to take care of business. So I'll take Baylor to move on in this one. Creighton versus versus UL Lafayette, UL Lafayette, UL Louisiana Lafayette. Lafayette. Is that the Raging Cajuns? That is correct. Okay, so, uh, I don't know either anything about either of these teams. Uh, I do know that they've got the All American and uh, Creighton, uh, but uh, I don't really. You do tell me who's the winner of this because I'm just going to pick it. I'm going to give it the the, the seating. I'm You're gonna just going to Creighton. This one off the bat, I actually like UL Lafayette. They won the Sun Belt. They upset Georgia State. They beat uh, Western Kentucky. Now, a lot of people, Louisville fans, will tell me, well, this is also the same team that lost by 39 to Louisville back in December, and they did. But Bob Marlin, the guy, the coach that I like, he's done a good job there since coming over from Sam Houston State. He's been there for a few years, and they've got talent. This is the, 
There are very few 13 seeds that can tell you they have a first-round pick on their roster, and this team does in, point, in their point guard, Interesting, Alfred Payton. He's as good as you're going to find at 6'3". He can does everything, six assists, six rebounds, 20 points. They have a big guy, a sophomore, Sean Might be a Long. place for a 14-3 upset. I Creighton better they say watch you, out. They I'm say you're you. supposed to pick one every every tournament in one of the brackets. So. Sean Long can beat you inside and out. He averages a double-double and can shoot the three consistently. This is a very scary team. The problem is they don't play a lot of defense, okay. which means it's going to be a lot of scoring in this game. Exactly. So we got two more, and then we're going we're gonna to pick our Final Four representative from the East. Uh, we have Oregon and BYU and Wisconsin and American. Wisconsin beats American. That's unanimous, I would say. Uh, I think it's a tougher game than it sounds, but yes. Okay, so Oregon, BYU. Any uh, any thoughts on this? I like one? Oregon. I'm a big Oregon fan. I'm with Oregon, too. They're talking about Oregon being hot to trot. So uh, this, this time I'll go first in the West, and I think that the Wisconsin Badgers represent the West. I don't see Wisconsin getting out of the second round. I think they lose to Oregon. Awesome. Uh, I love it. Outside of them. Who's uh, who's representing for you? Coming out of the full West, I would probably go with Arizona. I've got to like Arizona. So you got Arizona. I got Wisconsin. We both agree Florida in the South. Remember, we'll get back to that in the last segment. We're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, we'll have Robert Nohoff on. He is a, a, he's just a horse guy and a baseball specialist. We're going to talk about those things with him uh, right here on The Big Nasty Show on 1450thesportsbuzz.com. We're just rolling through a nice little Monday afternoon. You know, it's pretty nice. Pretty nice, smooth weather on the ride over here today. Didn't get any trouble. How about you, buddy? No, it was great uh, opposed to the snow we got hit with yesterday. We went 75. We went 70 degrees to 20 and snowy. What is up with the weather it, in this it's area? It's so Ohio Valley. Dealing with the Ohio Valley weather, I've always said, is like dealing with, with a wife of 20 years. But <laughs> One day it might be beautiful and great, and you're getting some, and you're having a wonderful day. And then the next day, and out of nowhere, you're sleeping on the couch, and life as you know it is miserable. I thought you were going to say you you don't really want to go inside anymore. Well, yeah, that, that too. <laughs> you're sitting in the car listening to the radio for six hours. Oh, Lord, Lord not have mercy. Ever, so. Not that I've ever hid in my car to avoid a, 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 a significant you, other. You haven't hid from any significant other possibilities ever in your day. So I've spent my many you. days sitting in a books a million reading magazines I had no oh, business probably caring to read. That was, we be, that was we be jamming. By, yeah. so. But the weather's getting ready to be real, real nice, and you know what that leads into. That leads into a lot of good things. Lots of good stuff going on. we got baseball. Spring training is coming in full swing. They're going to be starting two weeks away. We've got horse racing. We've got derby prep season. You said you watched the Tampa Bay Derby. We're going to talk about that here in just a little bit. But we're going right out to the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line. We have um, – I did my research on this particular guest that's getting ready to call in. Opposed it's, to your other guests. <laughs> you just call them randomly. On, just call these people yeah. and say, hey, you want to come on. But this guy I've actually done some research on. This is Robert Nohoff. He is a bloodstock specialist in the horse racing uh, department. There is some bad news about this guy. First of all, he's a Mets fan. Second, second of all, second of all – I'd rather – it's better than being a Yankees fan to me. He keeps it sexy with a level of ease like you and I have never attained. This is Robert Nahoff. No, come on into the program, Mr. Nahoff. How are you, sir? Uh, good evening, uh, Nathan. And may I 
may I just um, add, or should, should I say uh, qualify your uh, <laughs> uh, description of me by saying that a Mets fan going back to the Shea Stadium days pre-86, oh. okay, pre-game six. Wow. I mean, dad, so you know about dad, Gary dad Carter. Dad brought up the right way. I earned my blue and orange stripes. Oh, it's a tough time. It's a tough time for you, buddy. It's a tough time to be a Mets fan. But I do, I do commend your uh, your loyalty to the team through thick and thin because this this probably defines diehard, wouldn't you say, Trevor? Nineteen eighty six to uh, this point, being a Mets fan, uh, with the exception of yeah, because the Marlins haven't been around long enough, <laughs> uh, or maybe even Pittsburgh, right around there with them. I think yeah, you're you're in the the boat of. Uh, you get more credit than you probably uh, don't, or you get you deserve more credit than you get as a fan. If you understand, well, that's what's that's what's nice about living living in the past for quite a while. <laughs> hey, I'm a Blue Jays fan. I've only got kinda, you uh, can kind of pick and choose pick and choose your uh, you, you know which memory you're going to live with that day. So it takes a little it takes a little bit of pressure off. You know, it's, so there's. It, there's just a little, a little there, life secret There's there. a little upside there. There's a little upside. You guys got Curtis Granderson this year to roam around in center field. That's 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 big time, right? Well, I listen. I I, I thought I thought maybe Lee Mazzilli was going to be making a comeback, or uh, perhaps even myself. You know, <laughs> maybe there's that maybe there's that one open tryout that I uh, <laughs> oh. that I should have driven driven over the bridge to in uh, in, oh. in Weehawken to. Uh, Attend, so. And it could be worse. You could be a Padres fan who's been around since '69 and only have five postseasons under their belt. Is, is that it? Only five? Yeah, two World Series mm-hmm. losses, only five total. But you know seasons. what? They also have the best weather in the country in their home park. That's why they don't care that they that's lose. It's like, year. oh, whatever, we're <laughs> losing. We're all we all got a good buzz on, and that breeze is coming off you the ocean. Trade Ozzy Smith for nothing <laughs> at, at a young age. Go ahead, we don't care. <laughs> Dave Winfield, you're a Hall of Famer. We're not going to sign you. We've got weather and Sea World here. <laughs> Ah, uh, Robert. So, what's going on, Robert? I've, I've, I keep I see these posts about you uh, out of these farms, man. Tell me what's happening in the, uh, the world of uh, Robert Nohoff. Well, uh, it, it, is, it is a a hectic but always inspiring uh, time of year here in the bluegrass. Um, healthy folds popping up left and right. Um, in our case, the product for some matings that we had uh, we've had a, a little bit of a hand in in, in arranging and and and, and brokering and. There isn't uh, too more rewarding a sight than to, you know, pull up to a folding barn and peek in uh, the stall and see a healthy, healthy mama and foal. Especially so, since you had something to do with it. And even, and even if you didn't, yeah, I don't. I mean, yeah, you're a, you're a horse let's, guy. Let's, let's put our let's put our cards on the table. The, the, the horses are doing are doing the heavy lifting, but it's nice to uh, put them put them in the right direction and and give them. Uh, Give them all a chance to uh, to really shine. Yeah, it's it, it, you're, you're, this is uh, this is a great time of year. They've got the um, the two year old the two year old sales coming up. I believe April third is the tr- is the uh, trial day where they all run the this. What do they run like thir- three furlongs when they do the trials? Uh, either an eighth of a mile or um, a quarter of a mile. I mean, it's it's short. Uh, the the two year old season uh, sale season is is in full swing uh, in Florida. Kind of makes a token appearance um, here at Keeneland, uh, coinciding with the uh, with the race meet, which of course is is on just about everybody's mind. Uh, oh yes, around, oh yes, oh just around, around Kentucky. I was I actually had my uh, credentials the other day. I had them. I was I was running around the house and I didn't have much clothing on. If you understand what I'm saying, that's how excited I am about the Keeneland meet. Maybe too much information. Hopefully not. <laughs> I uh, I think I think you may have gone a smidgen uh, past um, you know acceptable, but 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 that's okay. It's, as, <laughs> as, 
as long as, as, as long as you get your your 2014 credential, I suppose you haven't crossed. Uh, you know, <laughs> I know they're blue this year. Did you see them? You know, I haven't. I haven't yet. Um, I'm starting to uh, sneak out to uh, Keeneland um, for some morning works um, uh, here and there. It is nice to uh, not have to step through, walk through snow to get to the. Yeah, uh, the I know. I'm actually going to try to get out to that. The April third. I'm trying to get out to that trial day, which is the day before the opening of the Keeneland meet, which is April fourth this year on a Friday. They always open yep. on Friday well, at Keeneland. So. Our the, our catalog just came in the mail today, and on the cover, uh, last year's Belmont Stakes winner, Palace Malice. Um, so you know there there's one of your classic winners, one of your three classic winners from last year. Pretty and quick turnaround. We are we are running out of time to try and identify uh, who's going to be. Uh, this year is a favorite, much less uh, winner of um, the Derby. Okay, well, and let's talk about that month. since you brought that up. I uh, mm-hmm. I just got heartbreaking news over the weekend. I was just down, as you know, I was at the Tampa Bay Derby last week watching it pretty closely. Yeah, yeah. Um, saw saw the, um, the horse that won, saw him get an early lead. He had the, the homeboy Daniel Centeno up on him, and uh, he took to the track biased and sort of scooted off just the way I thought he could have. Um, I thought there were some other horses in the race that might be better suited for the Kentucky Derby and the track and the surface. Um, but I found out this weekend that top billing, which was the horse that I was really, really big on, uh, fractured a cannonbone this weekend. So that's yeah. sort of disheartening for me. Um, well. It just goes. It just goes to show you the odds of even getting to the Derby consecutive years. Of course, he comes from uh, the same barn, which turned out, uh, you know, Orb last year's Derby winner, and um, you just kind of have to take these things in stride without, uh, while well, never taking for granted what what it means to get a horse um, to the Derby. Uh, a lot harder than people give it credit for. That's for certain. It is, and what's and what's become, you know, kind of even more frustrating. You know, we we hear a lot about the toll that the Derby Trail takes on horses and those who who never make it. But gosh, we we're in an era where you have a lot of horses that come out of the Derby don't run particularly well, and it doesn't appear that it was that taxing of a race. And at the same time, they're never quite the same horse getting out of the Derby. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so I, what we're kind of what we're kind of looking for is a is a cult who can can get to the Derby whilst perhaps just about ready to peak, which is what we often hear. You know that that where your Derby winner is a horse who is peaking on on that proverbial first Saturday in May, but at the same time one who has built up enough has enough foundation under him and has shown that he can kind of take. Take the, you know, take his races and take his battles and 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 improve off of that. Uh, we saw kind That's, of a rough and tumble uh, Rebel Stakes this weekend. That was interesting. They were knocking around. I saw uh, Ricardo Santana and um, Kent Desorma was on the inside on Rod on Curlin, and then you had uh, um, the uh, the Hall of Fame Mike Smith, who you know they they, they ship Bob Baffert, Mike Smith ship that horse in. Um, the, the name is dropping me right now. The horse that actually won the race. Opportunity. Opportunity. Uh, that's what it was. And then there, there, there was. That was an interesting race, though. A really good race, with all that going on. Well, however, however, the fortunes of the of any of the top four finishers um, proved to be, it is the sort of experience that that these Colts need um, to go through certain things for the first time uh, in the Derby. 
yeah. uh, in a in, in in such a large field and and with the intensity of of the day and 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 all the preparation that they have had to have had put in just to get in into the gate um you obviously you don't want an experience which is going to set a horse back but at the same time i think it's better to find out a little bit beforehand um what kind of metal uh your horse has or would he be served better by point you know pointing for a little bit lesser far, far down far down the road Yes, but you know, there's there's kind of a horse lurking out there, and if you, it seems as if the form of this crop is kind of running through him on a pretty pretty regular basis. You know, um, we saw Conquest Titan uh, look really good winning an allowance race um, late last year at the Churchill Downs. Loved him in the Tampa Bay Derby. Put a bunch of money on. Well, let's let's go back a few starts. Um, that allowance race, General Arod was second. And we know he's turned out to be a pretty, pretty nice uh, stakes stakes horse in Florida this uh, this, yeah, this winter. He sure has. Conquest Titan comes back in uh, makes his seasonal debut in the Holy Bull. Of course, he's second to the brilliant looking Cairo Prince, finishing ahead of Intense Holiday, who just happens to come back and runs a blinder alongside Larry Jones's uh, Colt Albano and the Risen Star. And coming out of that race, finishing fourth that day, it's an opportunity. Ah, so, okay. So there you go. I see where you're at. So yeah. So so here you have a horse like Conquest Titan who has who hasn't run one of those real glamorous type races. The one that that a lot of people can really hang their hat on and say, well, that's the look of a Derby horse. But I'll tell you what. I'll take that fourth place finish they had in the Tampa Bay Derby, which it was a blanket fish. I was I was standing right there too, and it was aside from the horse that got the early jump and went on to win the race. For Graham mm-hmm. Motion and Daniel Centeno, uh, the uh, the last couple finishers, it, it was a, it was a bob or a weave. You know what I'm saying? There could have been, it could have happened in any any different, a lot differently. Um, so I'm with you. I, I think uh, a Conquest Titan is a, is a horse to not forget about. I would much take that even even step in between rather than see one of these really long uh, campaigns with long long breaks between between. Sure. Races. He had five starts as a two-year-old. He'll have three going towards the Derby. He's by Birdstone, so you know uh, a sire who's you know classic credentials. You know need need no need no scrutiny. Um, well, and you know, and on that same same kind of conversation, I think I think Steve Asmussen's got him a hell of a colt in Tapature. I, I, I was really impressed. But I mean, that horse went yeah. sideways in the Rebel. Uh, mm-hmm. It wasn't a lot of the, a lot of people were thinking it may have been caused by uh, the the winner opportunity, but it was actually from the rail out. But still, uh, to continue to run on and not give up, like you said, that's a testament to how what kind of heart the horse has, what kind of drive the horse has to win, uh, to to sort of gear down and and not just fold as a, as a three year old. You know, that's that's why I'm really I'm really uh, Tapature has uh, moved quite a ways up on my list, even though he didn't win the race. Exactly. Well, he, he, now he's he's put in a couple of those proverbial brilliant efforts, and 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 yes, you every every big race is won by a horse who has some some measure of brilliance in him. But this was this was a, a metal testing kind of uh, race, and you would have to say that he he did pass, and uh, comes comes from uh, you know a, a top breeder, the Winchell family. They've been. You know, turning turning out horses of this this caliber for a long time. They're they're responsible for Tappet, 
who um, is, is how hot is Tappet? How hot is Tappet in your mind? Winner. Well, he, he has to he has to get into that classic sire um, category. But I would say this side of Galileo, there aren't too many other guys who have as enviable okay. as enviable a book of mares as, uh, uh, as he does. So uh, he'll have every he'll have every chance to uh, to get his class okay. winner. So here, and, here's, uh, this, is, this is a good call. This is uh, my guest again. Is uh, Robert Nohoff? Uh, how do they how do they find you on the social medias? Real quick, there, Robert. And well, you just developed you can, your. Uh, yeah, you can check out our. our uh, I think you gave us a little plug here on your on your own page, and uh, we do have a um, both an individual and a professional page, so you can check out our bloodstock endeavors there, and some really cool pictures of mares and foals and. All that great stuff. You and I are going to get on the. We're going to get in on the big one one of these days, buddy. We're going to. Oh, get, we're going to get. We're going to get in on the. It's just a matter of time. It's right? just a matter of time. Okay, I'm going to put you on the spot, and we're going to take a quick break here. Um, so you've got fifty dollars to spend right now. All the horses that we're talking about make it to the race. That's not. A, that's not a question. All the horses make it to the race. You got fifty dollar win wager. Where's your money going for the Kentucky Derby this year, Robert Noloff? Well, since we've given him uh, plenty of airtime, I'd say we would put a good. Good little bit of that on Conquest Titan. Uh, would be nice to see Birdstone get a get another classic winner. But uh, we'll have to. I think maybe on the other side of the break, we'll we'll figure out who we who we put that extra ten or twenty on. That's perfect. You know, it's, That's it's, perfect. It's no fun unless you look for look for a little bit of a price as well. All right. So when we come back, we're going to break down the American League Central and National League Central uh, baseball. We're going to talk a little baseball with Robert Nohoff right here on the Big Nasty Show on fourteen fifty the Sports Buzz and fourteen fifty the Sports Buzz dot com. Oh, welcome back into the Big Nasty Show here on Monday afternoon. We're just rolling around. I just went to relieve myself and looked outside. It's still light. It's still light outside. This is very exciting. This is the first time in a long time. Last time I did the show, I left here. It was dark. It's only quarter seven. I know. It's exciting, though. It's exciting. I'm used to driving home, and it's gloomy and dark, and I feel... I feel bad for myself. See, I don't f- for that one day, everybody complains about losing an hour and daylight. I'll tell you what. They, they, don't, they don't think in the, the long, the big scheme of everything of how you get day, an extra hour of daylight every day. I think we should do a half an hour twice a year, and then we're even. What's that, the we'll day? go half an hour one way, and then a half hour the other way, then we're yeah. even. Or you then can just go to certain parts of Indiana, like where my aunt lives, where it doesn't move <laughs> at all. <laughs> their time is the exact same. Three hundred sixty-five days. I thought they took. I thought they stopped doing that. No, they, I thought uh, they stopped doing. Is that okay? Indianapolis is like that. So what? Well, see, she lives in Batesville, so it's oh, kind of that's just a big blossoming town. I bet. Huh? Oh yeah, I mean Batesville. they just got a steak and shake a couple months ago. I mean they're they're, they're living life <laughs> the fullest. Jeez. Anyway, we're gonna go. Ahead, we're gonna go right back to the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line. On me was an old friend. The guest is. Uh, Robert Nolhoff, he's from a Bloodstock Agency. He basically uh, buys and sells and thinks about what's going to happen with horse flesh and how to how to sort of mix and match and make money with that. Robert, you still with us? 
Yes. Uh, <laughs> Sorry if that was. You know, there there, there were offers to to uh, to jump ship, but I I decided to stay. I tell you, I, I don't see how anybody stays. To be honest with you, Trevor, <laughs> I don't know why. Why would they stay on the I show? I checked that? on a break to see if Robert said when he answered yes, I almost fell out of my chair. I was like, really? <laughs> I know. It's like you usually like, hang up five minutes into like the show. Sheet. Okay, so we're gonna break. Well, <laughs> I was looking for a fifth guaranteed year on the contract, and, and oh. nobody would bite. You know, we'll, after. After after Amari's contract with the Knicks, I think. I think <laughs> to, <laughs> Good, well played. Well played. Well, I won't negotiate contract with you until I see you in person in uh, the paddock in the Keeneland area because that's when you're at your best. That's when you're at your best. Well, you're, you, you know, you're you're coming into our habitat. So. I, I am. So, um, so we to. we we're gonna, we got a couple things to get to here. This is the last segment, so you stay on board with us the rest of the way, Robert, or at least as long as we need you. Uh, we uh, so we got twenty five dollars more to spend. Um, where are we going besides okay. Conquest, Conquest Titan? Well, we uh, we do have to uh, mention a little bit of a sentimental pick. Our our uh, dear friend Larry Jones does have Albano coming up to the uh, Louisiana Derby. You know that, that that you snuck in on me because I didn't even re- I wasn't even aware of that. Good call. As well as well as our uh, uh, good friends at uh, at Airdrie Stud. Uh, this was a uh, a cult that they bred. Nice. And, and uh, Larry will have him ready. That 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 should be a terrific uh, rematch from the Risen Star. You know, kind of gets back a little bit to what we were uh, discussing before the break about this this little bit of a little bit of uh, continuity. And of course, you know, when we see Cairo Prince come back in the Florida Derby, and if he duplicates his race from from before, granted, you know, it's only two starts. It's only it's a two prep schedule. Now, is Cairo Prince is that Kieran McLaughlin? Yes. Okay. That's. Yes. What I, I thought. Uh, I thought Dolly recently bought a majority. Uh, right. Exactly. In the yeah, I, I saw that. Obviously, with with their connections to um, Kieran, uh, the horse uh, uh, stays put. Nice. And uh, giving giving a young sire, pioneer of the Nile, who a lot of people will recall and perhaps bet on. Oh, uh, I bet on him. Second. Unfortunately, I bet on him in the Breeders' Cup when he went down. Well, he's uh, he's off to quite a that's what I'm hearing. Quite a solid start as uh, at stud and is um, well represented uh, in this year on this year's trail. But I also have to just want to throw in there now. You know, being a New Yorker, and since I did uh, in, endure a little bit of grief at the uh, at the top of the <laughs> yeah. about, that, about that. Oh, that was good, clean fun, let's, buddy. Let's that's good, also, clean fun. We, we, we're we're barely giving mention to to horses like honor to horse like honor code. Honor Code is big talk. I, they said he, he's not sound, though. Did I hear? Did I hear he wasn't sound? Well, he won't. Given given that he's coming coming uh, that he's in Chug's hands, he won't go to the Derby if he's not a hundred percent. However, I can ease. You know, he's definitely the kind of horse that you can easily see having a season with everything available to him except the Derby. If if he doesn't run um, up to par in the in the Wood Memorial, but you have horse like him, you have a uh, uh, cult like Tonalist, another son of uh, Tappet, comes out of a really solid allowance race uh, at uh, at Gulfstream. We are looking at a heck of a Belmont Stakes. See, I tell you what, and I'm, that I'm... is not to, and that's not to slight the 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 Derby credentials of this crop, right? But it, but given that we have so few prominent two-year-olds. Who have who have slipped over, and we really haven't touched a lot on the on the on the California um, uh, contingent. Well, we have what do we got? Not too long now. We got six weeks. Is that what I'm We've saying? got six weeks. About We've six got weeks till Derby. Who are making at the most one more start? There's right. even a little bit of a little bit of, of scuttle that 
you know, California Chrome could 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 train all the way up to the Derby, and it and it it does make it uh, you know r- really challenging. It's to interesting to separate see. these horses until everybody's on the grounds at Churchill. And we'll touch base with this again. We'll touch base with this again, especially you and I leading up to it, because we had the Bluegrass coming up, of course, and then we have Florida Derby, as you had discussed before. So. A lot of variables. Yeah, we have yep. a lot, a lot of very exciting time in horse racing. So we'll be, uh, we'll be, uh, you and I'll be talking to great, great lengths at that. Um, I want to break down a couple things in baseball because I know you're a big baseball guy, and we're going to keep it simple. We'll get Trevor in on this as well. We're going to just, I just want to do the American League Central and the National League Central, and we'll just rank the how you think they're going to finish from top to bottom. We'll start with the American League Central. You've got the Minnesota okay. Twins, Chicago White Sox, Cleveland Indians. Uh, Detroit Tigers and the Kansas City Royals. Um, I'll well, let you, I'll uh, let you I'll go first. You, this, this, this this 70s and 80s nostalgia buff. Wouldn't it, wouldn't it be great to see the Royals? Uh, you know, have a have a real, real legitimate. Well, that's the beauty of this. You can put them wherever you want. F- five through through one. Start with your start with your last place team in that in that division, and we'll just we'll work our way up to the top. Oh gosh, are we gonna are we gonna uh, trade uh, compare uh, compare rankings here? Because you, yeah, I, you're gonna you're gonna go five, and then Trevor's gonna go five, and then I'm gonna go five. So, so okay. you, your basement dweller first, and the American League Central. We might all agree on the same one. It's probably pretty likely. Yeah, it's, 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 all right. Let's start off all right, from from the bottom up, and no no disrespect intended because no. it's a long season, and anybody can. Uh, we'll just say uh, White Sox. Okay, so White Sox in the basement. Trevor, what's your thoughts? Basement uh, dweller in the AL Central. I'm going White Sox as well. Wow, I'm going against both of you guys. I'm taking the Twins in the basement here. And 1A, 1B. 1A, 1B. So, and so then my fourth pick will be the, the White Sox. So then where do you have, who do you have in your fourth spot, Robert Nohoff? Uh Well, I guess we'll, uh, we'll have the, well, this $90 million uh, it would suggest otherwise. But, uh, <laughs> For now, we'll, we'll, we'll say the Twins. Okay, so we've got that. Trevor, is that the same for you? Unless Kirby Puckett's back, and I don't think he is because he passed away 20 years ago. It's the Twins. <laughs> all right, so we're both, we're both pa- we're all three past the five and the four. Now we're into the big three. Uh, the third team to finish the regular season for the AL Central. Robert, first? Well, I'll tell you, they, they play a good brand of baseball, and they – might just be around all year for the time being. We'll put we'll put the Indians uh, a respectable third, and I'll say you know comfortably over five hundred. There you go, Trevor. Uh, I was fighting with this one too between uh, my two and three because my one's a given, but I'm I'm gonna go Royals at three as repeat. Okay, so you're going Royals at three. I'm uh, I'm I'm going with Robert on this one. I'm an Indians guy. Uh, for in the three spot here, I think the top two teams have too much separation on the bottom three, uh, which we'll get to right now. Uh, the um, number two team for you, Robert? Well, let's make it a little interesting here. The Tigers, obviously, three-time uh, defending division uh, champs. All the pitching um, looks good. But let's have let's have a little fun here and, and say that they will be runners-up this year. Ah. Kansas City Royals, and because the clock is ticking to cash in on this James uh, Shields uh, deal. James Shields. James Shields, he's a stud. i got to get him next. i got to get him in my draft tomorrow. Uh, but I can probably goes into the year um, unsigned, and of course they, they they paid an enormous price to um, to land them. So let's put it all on the line for uh, for the Royals. I got it. I agree with you one hundred percent, Robert. You you disagree, or you going you going you going to mix it up and go chalky and take Detroit to win there, Trevor? 
Uh, if they'd kept Jim Leland, the great smoking manager that he is, I would have said him, but I'm going to, I'm going to go Indians slightly over him. <laughs> okay. All right. We're slowly, but surely I running. Out. Jim okay. Leland. All right. I like it. I like the Royals. They're a young team. I think they got a lot of weapons. They got Alex Gordon. They got Eric Hosmer. They've got Salvatore Perez behind the plate. They've got a young pitching staff. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got Lorenzo Cain in the outfield. Um, I can drop names all day long because I was just down at spring camp. So, you know, that, that's a pretty impressive, right? Me dropping names. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, good. So, anyway good. we've got we got we, we got a roll. So let's go over to the NL Central. Same format. Let me run the teams down: Chicago Cubs, Milwaukee Brewers, Reds, Cincinnati, uh, St. Louis, and the Pittsburgh Pirates. We'll start with you, Robert. Then we'll do this kind of quick manner because we're running out of time. Okay. Well, since uh, Theo Epstein uh, just summarily dismissed the um, <laughs> Cubs team psychologist, um, I love it. I love it. <laughs> early earlier today, we have to. We have to take that as a sign that the um, franchise is in a little bit of transition. So we'll we'll take the pressure off from this year and take Cubs fifth. I'm 100% with you on that. The Cubs have no shot. Anthony Rizzo is the only positive. They've got no pitching. Shamarja's getting shelled. Anthony Rizzo is the only positive. They're in the basement. I'm sure it's a goat, Steve Bartman, or a black cat's fault, but the Cubs finish last. <laughs> all right, so we all agree on that. Number four, Robert Nohoff. Uh, four, we'll say uh, nice franchise. Always, always fun, fun to watch. A lot of good players. Uh, we'll put the Brewers there for now. Oh, right. it's 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 getting chalky. We're 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 on the same page. That's me too. The Brewers in fourth. Hey, I, I, as much as I love Laverne and Shirley, Milwaukee's not going any higher than four for me. All right, we're going to speed it up real quick here, Robert. Give me your three, two, one in that order. Then Trevor. Then I'll go. Okay. Well, we'll uh, we'll keep it interesting. Um, we have uh, the local Reds. You know, it, it's going to come down to pitching, and you know, I go I go back to an era when we had some pretty awesome five man rotations in the National League. So, so this these you know, I'm I'm a little more easily scared than others. But we'll say uh, for now, um, Reds third, Cardinals second, and if all if the stars are aligned. Maybe a Pirates Royals World Series. Wow, <laughs> Pirates World Series! I love where you're at, Robert. I love it, Trevor. Are you uh, you with him on this three way? Cue up, cue up, Sister Sledge. I love it. We, we got some good music to, to take it out here. Just a second. Go if, ahead. if he's at an opium dim to pick the Patch Pirates Pirates to win the World Series, and I think I'd love to be where he's at too. But <laughs> I, I, that's the only thing I can come up with. I'm going uh, Pirates third, Reds second, Cardinals first. I would have picked the Reds for the hometown people, but I like uh, Bronson Royal too much. I'm actually like flipping it around completely from you guys. I'm going Cardinals don't don't get it done this year in the three spot. I've got the Reds following in the second spot, and then I was just down on the field with the Pittsburgh Pirates. I've got the mojo with them. Yeah. We were burning incense. We He's were doing sucking up, Robert. We were doing all kinds of stuff. I was hanging out with Andrew McCutcheon. They're fueled. They got some big. Uh, they got some big pitching this year. I think the Pirates going to win it. I don't know about the World Series, Robert. <laughs> no Hoff. But uh, <laughs> anyway, I think the Pirates win the division. So. Uh, Robert, I want to thank yeah. you. I want to thank you for uh, joining us. They can find you at Robert Nohoff on Facebook. Uh, Robert Holt, Nohoff, Facebook, uh, uh, Bloodstock. Uh, we got to roll. I, I'll talk to you soon, Robert. Thanks, guys. My All pleasure. Right. See you next week on the Big Nasty Show, 1450thesportsbuzz.com.